0: Welcome to Friday, March 17th, 2023. St. Patrick's Day, you know. Welcome to episode 45 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, catalytic converter thefts are on the rise. California salmon is off the menu this season. The latest round in the battle between gig workers and business. A push to get college students signed up for the CalFresh program. You might find the Green Hornet on the USS Hornet. And a beloved eatery reopens Saturday. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, platinum, palladium, rhodium. Aside from being valuable precious metals, what do these three have in common? They are critical elements in catalytic converters. And they are the main reason thefts of the integral automotive component are on the rise. The first 13 days of March saw 30 catalytic converter thefts here on Alameda. Attempts by citizens to intervene in these thefts have resulted in the perpetrators brandishing and or discharging firearms. As the Alameda Police Department noted on its Facebook page, quote, if you witness a crime, remember that your safety is the priority. Avoid placing yourself in potentially dangerous situations, get to a safe place, call for help, and be a good witness. APD has managed to interrupt several thefts and some arrests have been made. They offer this list of steps you can take to lessen your chances of being a target. Install an anti-theft device, Paint your catalytic converter to help quickly identify it as stolen, install an alarm that activates when your car is tilted, park in well-lit areas within view of your security camera system, and install a motion-sensitive dash cam that can notify you of an in-progress theft. The number one target of catalytic converter thieves? The Toyota Prius. Why? Due to the nature of the hybrid drivetrain, there is a higher concentration of precious metals in a hybrid catalytic converter than in a standard internal combustion engine. Of course, there is one set of vehicles that is completely immune to catalytic converter thieves, fully electric vehicles. No exhaust means no exhaust to clean. For details, see alamedapost.com news. With wet weather, record snowpack, and reservoirs filling up, the drought hasn't exactly been top of mind for a lot of us, but its effects continue to make themselves known. The latest impact? The cancellation of the upcoming salmon fishing season. From Oregon to the Mexico border, there will be no commercial or recreational salmon fishing allowed this year. Salmon season doesn't really get going until May. Why the cancellation now? A near-record low in salmon returning to rivers to spawn. The Sacramento River recorded its third lowest total in history, with an estimated 62,000 adult Chinooks making the journey. That's less than half of the target of the Pacific Fishery Management Council. The problem is the earlier lack of water in the rivers. Farms and cities draw a great deal of water from the rivers. Combine this with drought, you wind up with low flows and higher temperatures, potentially fatal conditions for eggs and fingerling fish. This is not the first time the season has been canceled. 2008 and 2009 also saw a shutdown. The economic impact of the salmon season in 2022 was estimated at $460 million. That includes not just the sale of fish, but ancillary businesses like restaurants and charter fishing guides. Despite the economic hit of losing an entire season, many of those who depend on the salmon are in favor of the shutdown in the name of preserving the industry as a whole. The bottom line is this. The salmon population is in direct competition with the human population. The more water diverted for development and agriculture, the less there is for the salmon. There are some signs of hope. Dams are being removed, and our very wet winter bodes well for the next batch of eggs. But it's an ongoing process, with the salmon increasingly dependent on human intervention. For a detailed look at this very involved issue, see alamedapost.com news. Technology outpaces the law. That's a given, and nowhere more evident than in the ongoing battle between gig workers and the companies that hire them. Here in California, Proposition 22, enacted in 2020, allowed companies like Uber and Lyft to classify their drivers as independent contractors. That was in reaction to an earlier California Supreme Court decision and subsequent AB5 law that made it more difficult for companies to classify workers as contractors. Prop 22 was backed by companies like Uber and Lyft and exempted drivers from being classified as employees in exchange for some benefits like partial health care subsidies and covering the costs of on-the-job injuries. Prop 22 passed with 58% of the vote in 2020. In August of 21, after a challenge from drivers and the service employees' international union, an Alameda County Superior judge ruled that Proposition 22 was unconstitutional and unenforceable. From there, a coalition including Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and Instacart appealed, leading us to the most recent development, a decision from the California Court of Appeals partially reversing the lower court's ruling and declaring the bulk of Prop 22 constitutional but rejecting certain aspects as interfering with the authority of the legislature. While Lyft, Uber, and the California Chamber of Commerce hailed the decision, Lorena Gonzalez Fletcher, Executive Secretary Treasurer of the California Labor Federation, wrote, Today the appeals court chose to stand with powerful corporations over working people, allowing companies to buy their way out of our state's labor laws and undermine our state constitution. Up until this past year, Prop 22 was the most expensive initiative in California history. It was eclipsed by November's failed gambling initiatives, Props 26 and 27. So, with that as a background, expect to hear more about Prop 22 in the future. For a look at the latest developments, head to alamedapost.com news. Part of the emergency measures put in place during pandemic, the ability for college students to take advantage of being automatically eligible for the CalFresh food program. California was able to extend CalFresh eligibility to students eligible for work study and students with an expected family contribution of zero dollars for financial aid. With the federal public health emergency no longer in effect after May 11, 2023, the two temporary student exemptions will no longer apply to college students applying for CalFresh. So what happens? As noted by the CalFresh program, if you are a student currently receiving CalFresh beginning in July, you must meet a permanent exemption. Students already approved for CalFresh under one of the temporary student exemptions do not need to do anything to keep their benefits until the next recertification. For those students newly applying for CalFresh, Starting June 10th, new applicants will have to meet one of the permanent student exemptions to be eligible. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, an estimated 127,000 California college students received CalFresh, even though anywhere from 416,000 to over 689,000 students were likely eligible. In the same year, according to the California Student Aid Commission, one in three students reported experiencing food insecurity in any given month. Part of the problem with signing up all who are eligible is that food assistance laws are something of a patchwork quilt often founded in outdated notions. Initially, it was thought that college students were, by definition, well-off. With more and more lower-income students attending school, those assumptions are often no longer valid. For a deeper look at this issue, plus links to assess your eligibility, visit alamedapost.com news. Our walking history tours are back, although Mother Nature has again split the bill, this Saturday and next Sunday, April 2nd, join Dennis Evanoski for Bay Farm Island, B.C. Before Cowan, we'll meet at Tillman Park at 10 a.m. both days. For tickets, visit alameda.post.com/tours. For an introduction, see Dennis's article at alameda.post.com/history. Alameda.post.com/events is your source for happenings all across the island. There's more there each and every day as our calendar has been embraced by businesses and organizations across the island. Looking at a few highlights, tonight, Friday, Alameda High School Drama presents the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, running through March 26th. The USS Hornet will be hosting Carrier Con this Saturday, a celebration of cosplay, anime, gaming, and comics. Come indulge your inner pop culture geek from 10 to 5. At 1 p.m., the official Memorial Squadron of the USS Hornet will be conducting a flyover over the ship. You'll be able to see that from the surrounding area, but if you are headed that way, be aware that parking may be limited due to Carrier Con attendees. Saturday night also brings the 23rd Annual Encinal High School Crab Feed and Auction. That's just a small preview of events going on. As always, keep an eye on alamedapost.com slash events. For much of 2023, folks have been wondering, what's up with Ramiro and Sons? This Saturday, March 18th, the island institution reopens as Taqueria Mi Burrito, under the guidance of longtime manager, now owner, Juan Garcia. Located at 2321 Alameda Avenue, the name has changed, but everything else is exactly the same as it has been since 1985. The menu, the cooks, the ambiance, and even the vintage sign out in front are the same. One difference. It's no longer cash only. Cards are now welcome as payment. Garcia has been working at the Taqueria since he was 15 years old, so he knows exactly what his customers want. Stop on by Saturday and see for yourself. Details at alamedapost.com slash news. Thank you for supporting local news for Alameda. See all the benefits of membership at alamedapost.com slash memberships. Don't forget, we are a 501c3 nonprofit, so your donation can help you out come tax time. Remember, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Mastodon. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with episode 46 of the Alameda Postcast. Thanks to Musictown at Pixabay.com for this week's music. Sluncha